Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Jim R. And today, we're going to be going over the Addicts Anonymous Step 5 and Step 6. So, let's get into it. So, Step 5 is a biggie. It really is. So, the way Step 5 is written is admitted to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. This is hard. What I think they're doing is this is a technique that Christians figured out very long time ago that just telling someone things you feel you did wrong that caused you guilt can really get a weight off of your chest or a weight off of your shoulders and have it lifted. A lot of us, we might have been lying to nearly everybody we know. Friends, family, co-workers. Um, so getting honest is a big thing. It's a huge thing. And Bill W. took full advantage of this technique. Now, he actually learned these steps from the Oxford group, or I should say at least the first six, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Oxford group was a religious movement in the 1930s. So what he did was he was part of that I know they definitely came up with the admit to yourself and others the exact nature of your wrong, step four and five. But what he envisioned was having a group just like this, but specifically for alcoholics at the time. So, you know, as I mentioned, we might have been lying and manipulating those who are closest to us for a very long time just to get what we wanted. So this can be some of the hardest things we need to face now that we're sober. It could be one of the scariest steps we have, but also one of the most important. By finally getting totally honest with yourself, and then another, this puts you on the right path. It truly shows you the wrongs of the life you've been living, and then shows you that there is a way out. For me, this was really hard. To sit there and make a list of everything I've done wrong. And then even worse, for many of us, we are going to have quite a few reservations. It's not easy getting completely honest with someone after the life many of us have lived. Many of us choose to only share certain things with people because at that point, you don't have a huge amount of trust in anyone. I believe this is very common. I mean, you must preferably have a sponsor and have a trust built up between the two of you that you know you can share exactly what's in your mind. Or I apologize. You can share exactly what's on your mind and not be judged and not be looked at differently and make you feel like a lot of other people might have made you feel in your life. That's why it's important to have someone with the absolute trust, someone you can look in the eye and say, these are the things I've done wrong to others, and just as importantly, some of the wrongs I've done to myself. 
So like I said, it's kind of like sitting there and what the Christians do as far as a confession. I mean, to finally release all our demons and clean out the skeletons in our closets could be a very cathartic and a very therapeutic thing to do. It may help also to do this alone at home and write down all of this on a piece of paper. And then when you do see your sponsor, that's when you show them and the next time you meet up, you speak about all of this. To do it with your sponsor and try and just do it in one sitting when you guys may not have, you know, a lot of time, you know, people are busy nowadays. So sitting there at home and just spilling your guts onto a piece of paper. And then the next time, like I said, you guys get that face-to-face time or you guys, you know, do a, maybe a video call, you can absolutely just lay it on him or her. Tell them everything you've been going through, everything you've been feeling, and especially all the wrongs you felt you've done to others. To open up and tell whomever you trust all your secrets and what you feel you've done wrong is an important thing. Don't be embarrassed at the things you have to admit. Many of us are ashamed of the life we lived before and we don't want to discuss it. This is not the smart thing to do. Letting things build up and fester inside almost always lead to some kind of relapse. It's, it's never a good thing. This is one of the biggest steps because this is one of the steps that really helps you get a lot off your chest. And as I mentioned before, a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. This is such an important step. I can't get into it enough. Um, you just totally need to get everything out in the open and get it out in a way that you feel safe and comfortable. Moving on to step six. So moving on to step six. Step six reads, we're entirely ready to abandon and to no longer live the lifestyle we are currently living. So to me, this is somewhat tied into the first step because in the first step we're admitting that our lives had become unmanageable and you know part of my language we just couldn't handle our shit this is also part of that that not only we can't handle our shit but now it's time to move on and recognize that the lifestyle we've been living it just isn't working you know obviously for most of us that's staring us right in the face especially after we get down step five and we really write down everything we've done wrong and admit it to others with step four and five, I should say. And um, once you could kind of see either the trail of wreckage or just the life of lying you've been lived or just the state of lying that you've been living in and dishonesty with others, you're ready to abandon that in step six. This is... Because you are usually out of options and you hit rock bottom. And at this point, you're willing to give your will over to the inner conscience of yourself and basically say, guide me. To me, that really resonates with the feeling of hitting bottom. I think that step six reinforces this. Bill W. also mentions this is the beginning of a lifetime job. And he's right. Substance abuse is a lifetime illness. So our sobriety is a lifetime job. So you can have your defects removed 
but your sobriety is still a lifetime journey of self-reflection. You know, I should actually correct that and say, we're most likely none of us are going to have all our defects removed because no one's perfect. But that's why they say progress, not perfection. This applies to any drug of choice. You know, this step is just about you having willingness. Once you're willing, then you can ask something which is the next step. Many of us have gone through some tough times as a result of our addiction. We may have health issues related to our substance abuse. We may have lost our spouse, our children, our job, and most of all, our self-respect. Our current lifestyle is obviously not working. So I suggest writing all the things that have changed in your life as a result of your addiction. Write down everything you've lost due to addiction. Really get a good look at how your current lifestyle is destroying everything you've worked so hard to achieve. Look at these things and also look at the reasons you were quitting, which you wrote down in step one. See that all these things are happening and you are losing so much, all due to your addiction and the current lifestyle that you've been living. Some of us in active addiction can see all of this and we still continue to use. That is the great tragedy of our disease, is that we can see what's going on, we can see our life falling apart, but we still use. We watch it like a slow-moving car wreck. We all think that somehow or some way we're going to finally gain complete control of our life while still using. This couldn't be further from the truth. I can't explain it. I always just thought one more drink and something was going to happen. I wasn't exactly sure what that something was, but I kept chasing it blindly. And at that time, I wasn't entirely ready to abandon my current lifestyle. So this is something you need to realize. You are not going to just suddenly have some epiphany while using and everything's going to go back to the way you wanted it to be. And you're going to live some type of happy and prosperous life without changing some stuff in your life. This needs to be examined carefully. It really does. I know that it sounds much easier than it actually is. You know, some people might have been living a life a certain way their entire lives. And now they might have to change much of what they learned over the years. They might have been raised all their life to live a certain or live in a certain matter and now we're asking them to abandon possibly the only lifestyle that they've ever known. But at this point in your process, you should already know that you have taken the first step and said your life is unmanageable. You now need to manage your life properly. You need a, a fresh start. You know, so when it comes to abandoning the lifestyle we're currently living, it doesn't mean just whether we're drinking, gambling, sex addiction, um, smoking, whatever the addiction is. It also comes along with a lifestyle, I believe. It's not just about quitting your drug. It's about, as I've stated many times, getting some more discipline in your life, getting some honesty in your life, keeping that honesty in your life. Maybe you can be a better parent, better spouse better son, daughter, whatever it might be. The lifestyle that you're living just isn't working. And this is when you come in with steps five and six, 
and you're ready to say, these are the things I've done. This is who I've wronged. This is the lifestyle I've been living. It's not working for me. And then you move on in step six. You say, now I'm ready to abandon that lifestyle. Very powerful stuff. So that's all I got for today. If you like our podcast, please go to iTunes and give us a rating. Like us on Spotify. And also check out our Facebook group. And there's also an Addicts Anonymous website that's currently under construction, but we're working very hard to have a lot of resources there for our fellow addicts. So again, I thank everyone for listening. Until next time.